It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. Welcome back to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, hey, why don't you, uh, you can either get a hold of us if you want to and let us know at Game Day CLE on Twitter or Instagram, or just uh, hit us up in the comments section. Give us as many stars as you want, but more importantly, subscribe to the broadcast because we love having you on board or the podcast, I should say. All right, Daryl, we're playing the what if game and uh, we only have two quarters left. All right, let's, uh, it's, it's a, we'll call it halftime. Yeah. It's halftime. We're coming out for the third quarter. What do we got? Down the stretch we come. Yeah. What if the homeless guy didn't tell Jimmy Haslam to draft Johnny Manziel? He would have said, hey, Jimmy. I knew you'd love it. Jimmy, I got some mad dog here. I don't want to tell you who to take, but just take the mad dog. You're good. You're good. Just enjoy. Enjoy. Have fun, man. Relax. Sit down. Relax. I I know it's got a little smell here in in the alleyway. It's all good. It's all good. Sit down. Uh, oh, I love a little Tennessee whiskey for you. Want me to sing it for you? I'll sing it for you. <laughs> what a cluster that was. Uh, what if? Well, the what if there is we wouldn't have had, wouldn't have been. Uh, I, I will say this, and I said it at the time. Big, or, uh, Johnny Mansell made us relevant in the worst way possible. <laughs> I was about to say, in the worst way. You mean in the worst in way? In the possible. worst way. I don't know if it was him being in trouble and being in Vegas the night before a game, which I actually saw the plane receipt for, um, or the you know, the the money phone, or the the, the disguise. And don't forget the disguise. Oh, the disguise. In the disguise. Yeah, that was a good one too. I the fake glasses and the mustache. God, could they have found a guy that could care less about football? Well, they did. They drafted one. We'll talk about that at another point. And he ended up in Pittsburgh, and he didn't care there either. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking? Yeah, I won't spoil it. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, it's just I, it, Manziel was probably one of the top three worst decisions the franchise has made since they came back. Is that fair? No, I'm going to say it's the I, – I think it's number one. It's not even close. It is number one the worst decision the Browns have made since 1999. It didn't, feel, it didn't feel that way when they did it, though. I will say that. Well, uh, uh-uh. So, I mean, that I draft, was, I that draft is the one heard, they should have flashed down the toilet, right? Well, I, had heard, I had heard some stuff, some red flags about Johnny, and I remember turning to a colleague and and saying, after they made the pick, I said, "Buckle up, this is going to be a bleep show." You heard it here first, and Johnny didn't disappoint because it no, completely was. Is that not also a team that it with a new owner that still just didn't know what he was doing? I mean, doesn't uh, 100%. that 100%? Yeah, I, 100%. Uh, all right, here we go. Well, wait, wait, oh, they, 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 they. <laughs> see how I weave these together? Well, I just wanted to go back, you know, what if they didn't draft Justin Kilbert either? So, oh, uh, well, 
Eh, only the guy had an alarm clock. Uh, what if Brian <laughs> Hoyer wasn't benched for John Paul put no effort into football in 2014? <laughs> what would have happened? We would have made the playoffs. I don't know if we would have won in the playoffs. We saw, what, we saw what he was able to do. It, it, the what if part there is, what if Clevelanders would have actually embraced a Clevelander as their quarterback? I, I mean, the, the groundswell to make Johnny football into Johnny football in Cleveland, um, it, we didn't need it because Brian was playing great football. You know, until Alex Mack got hurt, that's the only other factor there that I always look back and you see how the season turned for Hoyer at that point. I mean, don't you remember um, Deion Sanders on Thursday night football with Hoyer going, pay the man, pay the man. And if they would have, it would have changed the whole direction of the organization. I don't know that – I mean, I, I, I like Brian Hoyer. I, I'm a fan. And so that that this is uh, – I get caught with that you're a fan kind of thing on him. Right. But I and also think – he's a local you, kid, so you, yeah. root, you root hard for him and all that. He, he, there's a reason why he's still around in the league because he's a damn good quarterback. He does what head coaches ask him to do. He plays the game the right way. He gives you everything he can. There are games where he may not be better than the other defense, and we saw that um, when he was in the playoffs after he left the Browns. And but there was I, nothing he could do to make Johnny no. Manziel worth anything because Johnny, again, that's why yeah. John Paul put no effort into football. He really did not put any effort into football. And some of the things that I had heard about the Manziel years and the condition with which he showed up to work during those years – yeah, um, I, I I think that Hoyer, even though they were struggling a little bit down the stretch, and and to your point, the Alex Mack injury seemed to kind of change the trajectory uh, of that season a little bit. I think they still would have made the playoffs this year. I don't know if they I don't know if they would have won a playoff game in 2014, but I really believe like that Hoyer was good enough to finish off the year and get him into the playoffs. And the moment they put Manziel on the field, that was the nail in the coffin. I just remember there were some very, very loud voices in town at that time, at that point that were doing everything they can to crush Hoyer and to elevate yeah. Manziel. And it just never should have been that way. I, yep. I mean, just, you know, again, I always say, be careful what you're listening to, where they're coming from and, and and what the situation is because every point of view is biased. Mine is, and I admit my bias, you know, I'm a Cleveland Homer. And if Brian Hoyer is going to be your guy, I'm rooting for the kid from, uh, from Ignatius. And, you know, and just I, it, because we saw success with him. I think that was the bigger thing. It wasn't just that yeah. it's not like Mitch Trubisky who, you know, it's hard for me to root for him because he's with Pittsburgh now, but I'm still rooting for him as a, as a person. I want him to be successful, but you know, by the same token, I think we all got caught up in, you know, the the what if the Hollywood aspect of, of Johnny football didn't exist, right? And it would have changed the franchise again. You look at all these brick walls we ran into. It's like running a maze. Yep. And you he, get to the he playoffs. Tried to do, he tried to do what he did in college in the NFL, and he learned the hard way. In the NFL, you have to be a professional. And Brian Hoyer was the consummate professional. Like that, that and that's. Uh, you know, that's the thing that Johnny failed to pick up from Brian was what it takes to not necessarily be successful in the NFL, but what it means to be a professional in the NFL. And Johnny never got it. All right, moving on. Okay, next one. What if Sashi Brown won the Sashi Wars? I'm going to let you start. 
<laughs> me no i'm yeah, the one yeah. asking you no you get this this is the what, one i want this happened? is the one where i want i want to hear from you first on this she won the sashi wars and john dorsey did not get hired how many games in a row do they end up losing <laughs> do they win another football game the next two years <laughs> you know now that he's back in the league aren't you going to keep your eye on him He's a team president, and he ain't picking players. You don't think so? You don't think no, you don't have any players. no impact? He's running Zero the business. Impact. No, no, he has impact. He's running the business. As you know, he's like you know overseeing. He's the the, the big shot. He, he yeah. doesn't have to. He has, he he's not in the draft war rooms and having to watch film and okay. plays and scout Here, players and all that kind of stuff. Here's what I'll tell you: We never would have uh, gone after Deshaun Watson because he would have cherished these these first round picks like nobody's business, right? I mean, no one was going to, no one wanted a baby picks like pick after pick after pick after under the cap, under the cap, under the cap. I don't know. Do you think there ever would have been a point that they would have turned the corner with Sashi? No. And here I'll tell you why. Because in the NFL, you can't do five year plans anymore. Hmm. And, and and that's, that was, and the pain of losing, the pain of that one and what, one in 36 or whatever it was that they went. I, I just I, I think it was it I get why the Haslam's made the change because it was just so painful for everybody. Um, but I do think they got rid of the wrong person. They probably should have kept him and got rid of Hugh Jackson because Hugh Jackson was the one that was most resistant to what Sashi Brown was trying to accomplish. But um, don't you remember when he came in and they when they brought Hugh in? He's like analytics. I'm all about analytics. I'm right, the one yeah. that invented analytics. Yeah, Hugh, like yeah Hugh, Hugh said a lot of things when he was here. Um, but God, yeah, you know, I, 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 I do think he, he would have put a. I do think that Sashi Brown would have put a really good team together because when you look at the draft picks that he made over those a couple years when he was making the picks, a lot of those guys are still in the league now. They're not superstars by any right. stretch of the imagination. But they're quality players in the NFL, so I I just I don't know if they would have ever turned the corner because you're talking you know you're talking guys' careers and the, the physical exertion going year after you can't you just you can't do slow builds in the NFL anymore. No. You, you just you can't do it, and I totally understand what Sashi was trying to accomplish, and it's part of the reason why Andrew Barry's back with the Browns, right? I mean, he's kind of brought a lot of that back, but at the same time, he's also kind of kicked it into gear, right? He's looked at the roster and said, Hey, this is a win now roster. Let's go ahead and spend our draft picks to bring in players that can help us win immediately. A la uh, Deshaun Watson. And quite frankly, I think Deshaun Watson would have been a Cleveland Brown in 2017. If Andrew Barry was making the draft picks, I don't think that Barry would have traded number 12 to Houston. I think he would have kept it and he would have drafted Deshaun Watson and Watson would have been here in 2017, which means Baker Mayfield would not have been here in 2018. And so the, again, the domino effect of just how different things would, would have been. That's a really good. What if, all right, we've got one huge, what if coming up uh, as we round out our, what if segment uh, it's been fun for the last two shows, but we have the big one coming up next. What if it's always game day in Cleveland.